Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Pimp My Lift. I am Haley Mac Athlete here. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Haley.Watman. Um, I am excited. And I have been itching to bring you this episode. I am recording this um, on the day or two after um, Victoria have decided to shut their borders again um, due to coronavirus, right? So when I uh, bought you the last episode, we were kind of in the middle of the pandemic and it was a bit of an introduction about, you know, different things that were happening with training and things that people are generally doing wrong. But I thought, I'm going to make this one a little bit more relevant to the current time and state, um, whether you're still training at home or you're still, um, or mean, like going back to the gym. Um, but I just interrupt this quickly. One thing, credit to those people, right, who are still training in home gyms. Um, I mean, yeah, I understand you bought all this equipment and stuff, but if you, you've got your gym available down the road, I'm like, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal and be like, oh yeah, I can train anywhere, anytime. Dead set, nah. Like, there's only so much. I, I know and I'm honest with myself in saying that I train to a potential um, on a different level at the gym. Now, I don't know if it's the atmosphere. Actually, I do. I do know it's the atmosphere and I'm in and I'm out and I'm in my zone. Home, it's like I'm in a shed. I live in Canberra and it is freezing in the middle of winter here and you just you just don't like enjoy it as much. So credit to you if you still got the home gym, right? That's not why I'm here. Um, so I thought I would bring and dedicate this episode to something that is going to be actionable by those who are listening to it, but also quite relevant to today's time and situation with uh, the I suppose maybe wave two of the pandemic, or even if you're in the gym. So win-win for everybody listening today. So the first thing I suppose that I want to touch on is just quickly the, um, I suppose, revamp of your training, right? So we've I've been chatting to a couple of people, um, and I work with a few people online interstate, so I've got some in New South Wales. I've also got some in Victoria, um, but everyone has the same consensus at the moment. So regardless of whether you've gone back to the gym or you're still at home training, everyone is saying the same thing about, hey, training is different, right? And this is not a like a personal thing for you, like, right? You don't have to go, oh God, like everyone's back at the gym, everyone's motivated, blah, 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 um, and beat yourself up about it. This is literally like, hey, we just actually went through a, like global phenomenon of a massive pandemic which is going down in history so let's just like not beat ourselves up about like we can't train properly this like going back to the gym or we don't have the same levels of motivation your priorities may have changed in that time there's a lot of influencing factors in why your mentality is different when you're in the gym at the moment so taking those on board I thought it would be quite effective if I touch on just a few things that I've suppose implemented um, and spoken to uh, different clients about in regards to training at the moment as well. So revamping your program is probably going to be quite optimal, right? So we've just gone through this pandemic and I'm not saying this to, you know, like have a dig at anyone who does this or anything like this. I'm just stating the facts with this, right? So we've just lived through the pandemic and social media went crazy, right? How many 
people did you see jumping up there going, this is my home workout, this is how you do this, right? My only issue with this, like good on you for sharing like, you know, different ways that you're doing like movements and, um, you know, hey, I'm still training, I'm great, whatever, awesome stuff. But we've now set this standard though where everyone's program um, that they're translating back into the gym is simply – I suppose not effective in that sense because they're all these like bilateral unilateral isolation uh, movements that are, you know, they can be effective when they're programmed and executed correctly, but they're not effective for what you're trying to achieve. So really the delay in the progress that you're seeing is, and you know, the lack of motivation that you probably experience hand in hand all will influence um, how you perform those and your, um, I suppose, training week to week, day to day, what I've reverted to is I suppose a solution for, not a solution, but a point that everyone should be familiar with and understand is simply the exercises that are going to be effective in your training, all right? So certainly like science has made its fair share of contributions to training. So in regards to, you know, top-level athletes, uh, professional strength and conditioning coaches, all of those diverse populations, um, they that's where I say there's a time and a place for those different movements that are for um, different muscle groups and, you know, really, really advanced levels of hypertrophy being implemented through variations, et cetera, et cetera, right? But the rest of us, And when I say the rest of us, I mean 99% of the population can probably just get on fine by finding something that is less confusing than the latest scientific text, okay? So, I mean, yeah, you follow some great educational influencers who, you know, probably have their programming done for them, let's be honest, but we'll relay, hey, this is why I do this and this is the technical advantage and the mechanical, um, you know, this is how this works in your anatomy and blah, 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 right? You don't need to go into that much depth. We will also probably likely enjoy our training a hell of a lot more if we don't need a freaking physics degree to understand it, okay? So basing um, our training on the practical experience of those people is probably a great place to start. I mean, for me, I fell into this way, way back and I went, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not seeing results. Like, obviously I'm not like going into the anatomy and all of this stuff first. And that was probably when I first started training. And then I was like talking to a few people who were quite advanced in training back then as well. And they were like, hey, you don't need to do that. Like, this is my experience. And I just, you know, went with the flow with that. So, I think there's a fair share um, and a time and a place for everything, but for the vast majority, as I've said, um, the the general consensus um, that we don't, my general consensus rather, is that we honestly just need um, some general guidance and um, understanding of compound movements, how to implement them, when to implement them, how to effectively progress on them, and simply nailing the movement pattern. Now, I've done another podcast actually on movement pattern, which will be shared, um, that goes a little bit deeper into that. But what I can say to you 
is like, sure, we'd all like to be special little snowflakes and maybe have, you know, some uh, eradicatory talent that sets you apart. But when it comes to training, I can say with quite a bit of confidence before, like before we've, is the simple, unscientific training evidence. Explained simply, you know, just implementing that, right? So in saying that, what is that? You're probably hanging on like, yeah, okay, Haley, I get it, right? We don't need to go into this like crazy detail. I get it. I've done all these weird exercises, don't really know what I'm feeling or working. I just do it because I saw someone else do it. That's completely normal. And provide you with A, this is what you need. If you get a pen and paper, I mean, list this stuff down because you need it, right? This is my hierarchy, all right? You need a squat. And I just say a barbell squat, free bar, right? A bench press and a deadlift and an overhead press. A row is also beneficial and a chin as well. So chin ups. Those are compound movements. Very, very, very effective compound movements that once executed correctly, engage a variety of muscle groups and allow for effective loading um, techniques and progression in that sense as well. So commit that list to memory because it is an important one. Those six compound movements um, or variations of them, not saying exactly that, there are some variations that can be implemented, are your bread and butter for training, okay? So I mean, there's a fine line. Some people will go, hey, I can't squat. Um you know, and then run to the leg press. Like, by all means, I'm not a massive fan of that. Incidentally, it's a machine that can wreck your lower back in short order if you round or lose contact with the pad at the bottom of the movement. But anyway, that's a story for another day. At least gives some, say, for example, um, I'll put myself in this situation. I'll use an exact example that probably a lot of people can relate to as well is with the squat. I was always like, I can't squat. It just doesn't, it's not an exercise for me. And I avoided it. That was probably the biggest mistake that I made. Okay, so if you can't, if you physically can't do a a barbell back squat, um, and I mean like from injury perspective, if it's just a, hey, I can't, you're telling yourself you can't, go and learn it properly. Just take the time to get your lift pimped and learn that one and the technique. But those who can't, I would suggest... You know, in these times, um, even when it's, you know, still coronavirus or you got your home gym or you got something, to nail in those six compound movements, understand them, load them effectively, and you will see, like, you know, you'll start to make sense of things again, all right? So it's not overcomplicated. But um, as I was saying, those who probably struggle with a barbell back squat um, could possibly do, you know, a safety bar squat, a heel elevated squat, Bulgarian split squats, goblet squats, or something, right? It's just going to help strengthen the um, the joints and the muscles uh, in a similar way um, that will, in turn, obviously increase uh, your ability to do a an effective back squat in that sense as well. So don't avoid them. There are variations. There's ways around it um, and accessories, uh, accessory movements to those compounds is the most effective way of your training as well. So the six compound lifts do an excellent job of working every major muscle group and 
you don't really need to add anything to that list. Like you don't need to go target that um, <laughs> that troublesome uh, inner head of your triceps or your, you know, um, that, I don't know, I've heard actually, I'm just thinking because I heard something the other day. It's like, oh, you know, I want that little um, a piece like of my muscle that's the adductor but my hamstring and I'm just going to do an exercise that targets that. Uh, I'm sorry, like just don't go down that path um, because, you know, cautiously add a few isolation movements um, just to help strengthen the compound movements. So really just think about um, compound movements and the isolation movements as I suppose without, it's not without one, we can't have the other. We use our isolation movements to effectively progress um, our compound movements. So we've established that compound movements and those six ones that I said are the holy grail, regardless of whether you're back at the gym or you're still at home, whatever. That's minimal equipment too. So everyone's on the same page with that. Plus, you're going to be able to effectively increase your mentality and motivation around, you know, your workouts in the gym by not going, hey, I need a um, physics degree to be able to understand my program because I saw this and I should be doing this and I just want to do it properly and overthinking it and therefore losing track of what actually is the main site. And when I say the main site and the main vision, it is our progressive overload. It's just that general progression in some way, shape or form. It does not mean that every week you are focusing on your frequency of that muscle group. It's not your tempo of that movement yes there's a time and place as I mentioned before for those things but right now we're focusing on just generally progressing with those keep that in mind keep one simple thing in mind it will honestly make a crazy amount of difference to your mentality and actually your physical progress when you are in the gym at home doing whatever you're doing that's where our site should be so I know what you're probably thinking Okay, we get it. Um, what the hell? How do we, um, you know, implement that? You've given us exercises, Haley, but you know, how frequently should we do that? Now, this is a debate of all the time. Okay, so it, of course it matters frequency um, over time, um, and what I mean is to simply take the same exercise and split them up differently. Okay, so the total weekly workload remains the same. Uh, I'll illustrate this some to you, I suppose, with an example. So say you normally squat, bench, and say row on a Monday. Um, And then on Thursdays, you deadlift, overhead press, and do a chin. So that's your six movements broken up into two days. That full body routine, uh, routine is one that I honestly personally adore because it's like the holy grail of training templates for anyone. You think about it, right? You'll probably go, oh, you'll look at some split that you've done or some training program to a degree that's probably been prescribed by someone else and you go, oh my gosh, oh, I get it. I've got um, a squat bench dead row, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's for a two day a week thing, right? That's essentially, if you can make two days, and you can effectively perform in those compound movements, you're probably going to make some pretty good progress. So no two days training isn't wasted, but I know there's definitely more efficient ways to train. 
some people right now are just doing the smallest things like the two days a week. I can't get in more. I've got kids at home still because, you know, school's cancelled again. Like there's some things that are different right now that we need to be able to just adapt to and say two day a week training split. I've just given you that what you're focusing on. Happy days. Okay. Say, for example, though, you can train four days a week. And what I would say for the compound movements, so the six holy grail movements I gave you just before, um, an example of frequency and split them up would say Monday squat um, with an accessory of like a uh, heel elevated or heel raise or something, leg extension, something like that, right? And then we've got Tuesday, which would be a bench press and a row. So we're doing, say, our chest and uh, back with that. Thursday, a deadlift and um, some form of core to follow on from that. And then Friday, overhead press um, and chin-ups as well. So more posterior chain work. But that's effectively how you could literally just break that up. Um, I mean, like, they could be just literally 30 minutes workouts. You don't need, like, 700 billion exercises focusing on a million different things. Like, the priority for your training, if you're struggling and you don't know where you're going right now, is to effectively just think of these things that I've, I've stated. And the main point would be that your total weekly workload should be the same of regardless what schedule you follow, you know, whether it's two days, whether it's four days, whether it's six days, never train seven days, your body needs to recover. Um, just thought I'd add that in there because there's some people who still do that. I was one of them, learned my lesson. We don't grow if we don't recover. Um, so that frequency, right? You can understand that. But the next thing would simply just be like alternating the intensity, right? So for squats and deadlifts, say one heavy, one light, moving them um, to the same day uh, as an upper lower split could be effective. Um, but I won't say that that's the best way to do it. Definitely split them up over different um different days because they are quite taxing movements, especially when we're implementing a massive degree of intensity and overload. So say you're doing the four days, splitting that up and having a decent rest in between is going to be effective because I can tell you right now, for example, I would go and say do squats and load, um, say use acclimating sets up until, you know, a decent working weight, perform um, pretty high stimulated um uh, numbers or reps and sets, um, and then there is no way. Once my CNS is fatigued, there's no possible way that I'm going to be able to deadlift effectively the next day. It just doesn't happen. Doesn't happen, right? So just be a little bit smart when you're doing that stuff as well. Which I know I just touched on then, reps and sets. So from here, just backtracking, right? We've gone over the exercises that can redesign your program. Um, we've gone over how that also would interlink, I suppose, with your mentality um, and uh, motivation levels in the gym or at home or whatever you're doing. We've also been and touched on the frequency of doing those six compound exercises. But now to finalize and finish this little bit off would be the reps and sets to be able to redesign your program, understand what you're doing and have a focus again. Um, so 
I don't want to go too nitty gritty because I don't want to be one of those people that give you a gazillion scientific texts and things um, of setting up training and, you know, all of those like, ooh, um, crazy stuff that you don't really need to know at this point in time. So to have a um, decent understanding of how to set up, I suppose, training week to week to hit the major muscle groups, um, what an individual sessions look like in terms of workload, where to down the volume. So the old reps and sets discussion seems to be a source of confusion um, with a lot of people that I do speak with, a lot of people that I train, um, you know, before I start training them. Um, and then we go, hey, you are focusing too much on the wrong thing right now. So I'll say it as simply as I can. Do three to five work sets per movement. Any less and most, um, I suppose, most won't be providing like the, the muscles with enough um, stimulation to grow. So that's like the, just from a bit of trial and error with myself, with people I've spoken to, with a bit of research, all blended together, that is the happy median, okay? So any more uh, from the three to five um, work sets per movement, and you'll likely have to reduce on the weight on the bar so that you can actually get through all the sets. Um, because honestly, you won't be able to train with the um, necessary high level of intensity that you need to induce those gains. So with those very, very important holy grail six compound movements, take away that about your reps and sets. Do three to five works working sets. That's not sets. Working sets per movement. Um, so working sets is actually warming up effectively. This is a disclaimer to everyone who's like, work sets. Um, I can probably go into a different podcast about this. Warming up effectively, using weight to get to a your um, uh, 70 to 80% of your 1RM weight or something around that, a very challenging weight, and then doing the three to five working sets per movement, so per exercise. So these are just exceptions, but like... These are what forms a very, very strong, strong base and does get the most effective results um, for those either looking to grow or, you know, increase energy output, um, you know, tone or whatever your goal is. You can pretty much do that with training. You don't need to overthink and go, hey, I need to do this um, booty burner workout to burn fat off my glutes. It, honestly, I'm sorry, but it doesn't actually work like that. I'm giving you a cheat sheet um, to get you to understand that the compound movements are the be-all, I suppose, and end-all for the general population. So um, honestly, you can do all your work sets with the same weight. Those are pretty much called um, straight sets. Otherwise, in terms of load, you can do ascending sets. So what I mean by ascending sets is acclimating um, your weight. So starting, say, with the bar and then... 10 kilos each side, then 20 kilos each side, then 30 kilos each side, um, and then doing, say, sets of three or five up until you get to your working weight, so that's 70, 80% weight, and then busting out your sets. So that could be very, very effective. If you take those pointers on board, I know that I do ramble, but I get on tangents like this because I go, hey, I've heard this quite a bit now, and I think it would be quite valuable because I've made this mistake um, before in my training and I wish someone honestly told me that because I would have been a lot clearer um, and I s suppose clarity is quite you know um, important in this time especially you know transitioning in to another you know phase of either coronavirus or going back to the gym 
it's quite important to just have one focus on on your mind um, and just walk working towards that instead of thinking about all the nitty-gritty what everyone else is doing how advanced their training program is you focus on you you focus on getting strong you will just see the results from that and that is a guaranteed for anyone in the general population advent right. This again from advanced listers can be implemented simply because you might have a home gym, you might have not have access to um, the usual uh, resources that you usually would in terms of your equipment. So I'm going to wrap it up because I'm still rambling and I hope that everyone was able to actually take something from this one and uh, provide a little bit of clarity about, you know, the current situation how your, uh, I suppose, interpretation of your current program um, and interpretation of influences, different uh, exercises um, can slightly distort, you know, the main aim um, and envisioned goal of your training. And what I provided you with today is quite valuable if you are able to implement it um, with doing, I suppose, a little bit of your own research, learning a little more, a little bit more about your own movement patterns, um, and then a lot more about working sets, etc. But to wrap it up, to summarize, what we went over is simply six holy grail movements that we touched on. Okay, so those compound movements. Why compounds? You know, we got all the muscle groups effectively getting hit, right? We don't have to worry about frequency too much. You could do two, two days, you could do four days, you could do six days, split them up evenly um, and take adequate rest in between. In terms of um, your reps and sets, um, what we said was was effectively um, acclimating our weights, remember? Um, so that means, you know, slowly going up until a working set of a decent amount of weight that you can induce enough stimulation to produce growth um, to your uh, central nervous system, etc. So warming up is getting it ready. And then we hit those weights and uh, three to five working sets um, is effective for those. We can follow on with some isolation movements, but more exercises doesn't necessarily mean better. So with your loads, obviously, that's up to you where you're at in your training. But regardless, if you're a brand new beginner, you will find this valuable. Regardless, if you've been training for a bit and you're quite lost at the moment, um, you might find this valuable too. So I hope you have enjoyed today's episode of Pimp My Lift. Uh, it was a pleasure again bringing it to you. I hope you do enjoy this. If you do, make sure you reach out, um, like, subscribe, um, and let us know what you really do want to hear because there's some myths and some crazy conspiracy theories out there, right, with training, and I really want to flatten them out. So <laughs> if you have any suggestions, feel free to let the Mac page know on Instagram or you can personally reach out to me. My name is Haley.Watman on Instagram, and I'm a Mac athlete bringing you the Pimp My Lift series. I'll catch you next time, guys.